Xenologic. What's good, guys and girls? And welcome to the latest episode of Mini Football Logic. It's Zeno here, and in this episode, I'll be discussing the two draws between Brentford and Tottenham and Chelsea and Liverpool. First things first on Sunday's set of fixtures was Brentford facing a redeveloped Spurs side. While Brentford made little changes to their starting 11 with Mark Fleck in the net and Nathan Collins as one of the three centre-backs in front of him being the two new faces starting. While Tottenham Hotspur handed debuts to another goalkeeper, Guglielmo Vicario, defenders Mickey van der Ven and Destiny Adogi and James Madison in midfield. Not to mention the hire of Ange Postacoglu as manager. And in this match, watching the game, you can see the vision of the Australian man. Watching this Tottenham Hotspur side in this match, in comparison to the last few years, was like night and day. The football being played was completely the opposite of what we had seen under Conte's, Mourinho's and Nuno's management. Under Postacoglu, Spurs were actually controlling the game, dominating the ball, further from the back, pressing high. It was unbelievable. But, as we know, implementing a system like this takes time. Brentford are a team more set in their patterns and matches and the overall style of football and it showed in moments throughout the match, exploiting weaknesses that are apparent in the Tottenham Hotspur side that displayed some growing pains, or should I say growing pains, that are inevitable when changing your style of play so dramatically. Rico Henry in particular was outstanding on the left-hand side, completely tormenting Emerson and Kulisewski. Brentford knew the best way to approach this game was to sit back, absorb pressure and let Tottenham have the ball and catch them on the counter, which is how they got the second goal with a bit of luck via deflection. It's business as usual, after a sensational season where they only finished a point behind their opponents in this match, and only losing twice at home all season, clear the, the GTEC community stadium is a fortress. So for Tottenham to go there and play the way they did, is very encouraging for the future. Some players such as Bissouma in particular, damn, Yiz Bissouma, in particular, look like different humans playing in this system. And the new signings look decent, especially Adogi, who technically isn't a new signing, but you get my drift. But having Romero subbed off after his goal made the defence look a little more shaky, although Sanchez did try his best. And the front three of Kuliseski, the captain Son and Richarlison carried on their weak form in the league, although slight moments of promise did occur. Overall, a decent start for Spurs in the new era, after the departure of the talisman of many years, Harry Kane. Now, let's talk about the blockbuster match in the opening round of games between Pochettino's Chelsea and Klopp's Liverpool team. Before the game, when the lineups were announced, you could only predict chaos, especially in the midfield with Chelsea playing a midfield duo of Enzo Fernandez and Conor Gallagher, and Liverpool fielding a midfield three of new signings Dominic Schobeschlei and Alexis McAllister and Cody Gakpo. That's a crazy midfield three. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Nonetheless, despite this, Liverpool started the match intensely, overwhelming Chelsea at times, and took the lead through a Luis Diaz goal, crafted by the genius of Liverpool's main man, Mohamed Salah. After this goal, Liverpool continued to press on with Chelsea having an apparent threat on the counter, and Salah managed to score to make it 2-0, but he was marginally offside. After this, Chelsea fully sparked into life, with Raheem Sterling combining with Rhys James. This combo was really effective throughout the match, by the way, to create Chelsea's best opening, winning a corner. From the resulting corner, nothing happened, but in the second phase, Axel de Sarsi, on his debut, since joining from Monaco, managed to slip a shot past Alisson and equal the match. And almost straight from kickoff, Chiro made it 2-1, rounding past Alisson and slowing it into an open goal. But he was, just like Salah, marginally offside. Chelsea then proceeded to hold control for the vast majority of the match, with Enzo running things in the middle of the park. And another Premier League debutant, Nicholas Jackson, displaying moments of pure power up front. 
Chelsea even had a moment to win the match with substitute Michalo Mudrik setting up Ian Matson, another substitute after rounding Allison. But the Dutchman blazed over the bar. Overall, a more encouraging performance for Chelsea than it was for Liverpool, and it's clear to see that the Reds need a midfielder, preferably defensive, to allow McAllister and Schoberschlei to be at their absolute best, while also offering consistent protection and screening to the defence. And they should also look at getting a left-footed centre-back for better balance, because, you know, as we know, Klopp has changed, trying to develop a new system with a 3-2-2-3, and having a left-sided centre-back would be good for balance, you know? The likes of Gonzalo Inacio is a name to look out for, potentially. Nonetheless, Chelsea also need another midfielder, Casido, <clears throat> to also offer improved defensive protection, although Gallagher worked his socks off as usual. And maybe they need another striker to compete with Jackson. Or look at Cameron Breuer. Who knows? Anyways, that's all gonna that's gonna be all for this episode. Hope you all enjoyed and be sure to like and subscribe. Catch you in the next one. Sorry about the honking by the way. Unfortunately I live quite close to a main road, so that was inevitable. Mini Lodge.